FT Weekend is an arts and culture podcast, but we don't just give you reviews or tell you what to stream next. We bring you in-depth stories on what's happening in culture globally, from the secret world of book reviewing to Disney's identity crisis. It's nice to meet you. I'm Lila Raptopoulos. I'm the host of FT Weekend, and I would love for you to join me every Saturday for a little trip through big ideas in food, culture, and the arts. Follow FT Weekend wherever you listen. Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Aya Lane. I'm one of the producers behind Womanica, as well as another Wonder Media Network show that features stories of climate change, progress, and poetry. It's called As She Rises. This month, we're highlighting eco-warriors, women fighting for conservation and ecological justice. Today, we're talking about a matriarch of grassroots environmentalism. A lifelong resident of Los Angeles, she defended her community from a prison, a pipeline, hazardous waste treatment plants, and a toxic incinerator, all within the last 14 years of her life. Please welcome Aurora Castillo. Aurora Castillo spent her whole life in California's East LA. Her great-great-grandfather, Agustin Pedro Olvero, had been one of LA's original settlers. Aurora, in turn, was a fourth-generation Mexican-American and deeply proud of her lineage. Her father always told her, Put your shoulders back, hold your head high, be proud of your heritage, and don't let them buffalo you. In high school, Aurora studied accounting, though her teachers tried to push her towards home economics. Because we have Hispanic surnames, they thought that's all we were capable of doing, she said of the experience. They thought we would be wasting our time taking a business course. They told us they were only thinking of our welfare. Aurora ended up studying business. Throughout her career, she did office work, served as a translator for film, and was a secretary for an aircraft company. By 1984, Aurora was retired and in her 70s. She heard that the city was planning to build a new state prison. It would have become the eighth correctional facility in East Los Angeles. East LA was home to the largest Chicano and Spanish-speaking communities in the country. In the media, it was often portrayed as a dangerous wasteland filled with gangs. Before Aurora, it was home. She worried that the city was turning her neighborhood into a penal colony. On the advice of her priests, Aurora and a handful of other women formed Mothers of East Los Angeles. Aurora herself had never married and had no kids of her own, but she was known locally as La Doña. She vowed to fight like a lioness for the children of East Los Angeles. The group met regularly and grew to a 400-person list of volunteers. Aurora could call on them for protests and marches. They flooded local meetings, called for hearings to be held in Spanish, and rallied on the steps of the Capitol in Sacramento. In 1992, the state finally agreed to relocate the prison. By then, Aurora and her comrades had already taken on a new opponent. In 1987, a toxic waste incinerator was planned for Vernon, a city nearby in Los Angeles County. Permits have been granting without any environmental impact reports, and Vernon's citizens, most of whom were Latinx, would be directly downwind. Mothers of East Los Angeles filed a lawsuit on behalf of the community. They packed public hearings and led marches and protests. After three years of constant pressure, the company abandoned construction. Aurora and Mothers of East Los Angeles also managed to block a hazardous waste treatment plant planned for the land next to a high school and an above-ground oil pipeline that more affluent communities had rerouted to East LA. 
When it came to defending her community, her friends, her family, her neighbors, Aurora was tireless. In 1995, she received the Goldman Environmental Prize, considered the Nobel Prize of Environmental Activism. Aurora was the first Latina, the first Los Angeles resident, and oldest winner in history. That year, Aurora told the LA Times, people figured us to be an uneducated, low economic democratic community. We may not have had a PhD after our names, but we have common sense and logic and we are not a dumping ground. We're not the sleeping giant people think we are. We're wide awake and no way will anything be put over on us. Aurora died on April 30th, 1998. She was 84 years old. All month we're talking about eco-warriors. For more, find us on Facebook and Instagram at One Manica Podcast. Special thanks to Jenny and Liz Kaplan who invited me to guest host. Talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Womanica listeners, it's Grace Lynch, one of the writers and producers of Womanica and host of another WMN original show, As She Rises. All month long, we've been highlighting eco-warriors, women who paved the way for today's environmental activists and changemakers. To learn more about the contemporary women who benefited from these eco-warriors, I highly encourage you to listen to As She Rises. Climate change often feels untouchable. Other times, we're so close to it that it's exhausting. It begs the question, how can we understand the climate crisis when we're living through it? Enter season two of As She Rises, a podcast centering Native voices and women of color that personalizes the elusive magnitude of climate change. As She Rises combines poetry and storytelling to offer an intimate look at the climate crisis. Each week, hear from poets and experts local to one place in the U.S. and territories. From the coral reefs of American Samoa to the sacred land of the Pueblo Nation, we learn how climate change is affecting hometowns and what communities are doing to address it. Listen and follow As She Rises wherever you get your podcasts.